What's up, everyone? How you guys, gals doing? What's up? Yeah, hooligans, man. I'm in one of them moods, man. Our guest is in trouble. We got the Long Island Lolita in this house today, man. If you don't know who the Long Island Lolita is, Joey Botafuco or some shit like that, man. That's that New York stuff. I can't freaking even pronounce it, man. I'm from Chicago. We're over here hooked on phonic stupid. Anyway, man, I had a good day. I came home. China doll. Holy cow. She had it going on. She went and cleaned the house and stuff like a good woman should. And I had my sandwiches made up already. Uh, you got to give it out to China doll. Holy cow, man. She is like done a flip on me i don't know what it is maybe mike gave her a little weed or something i don't know anyway we got jim barr the director of the national council of independent writers yes if you're an independent writer you're gonna want to be a part of this stuff man uh he does hail from new york city baby you know the ones that talk funny that's all i have to say about that they talk funny I always have to say that it's like, you know, they draw out and, you know, there's difference between a Chicago Italian and a New York Italian. I always think the New York Italians, they a little weird. Anyway, uh, we got a huge announcement, man. Mike Ball has scored the score for the radio show next set, uh, Sunday. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a guest coming on, but anyway, I got to bring in peg leg and peg leg. You know what? He's been doing kick ass lately, man. He's been doing so good. I even offered to get him a hooker, but he said, no, nah, he's already taken. So that kind of sucks for me here. I am trying to help a guy out and you know, he don't want a hooker who don't want a hooker these days. Anyway, what's up Mikey? What's going on, buddy? Let's get it. We're partying. I appreciate you for uh, that long-winded introduction about me. I appreciate that. You know what? Yeah, I no. Long-winded. I, I, I do talk a lot, don't I? No, no. It's, well, it's Hollywood. We need Hollywood to talk a lot because you're Hollywood. You well, know? this it makes it true. interesting. Yep. So well, I, I finally got my schedule together uh, for next week. So I'm going to be going live on the madhouse and stuff like that. It's going to be a good one, but you know, you kind of surprised China doll the other day. And she said, you got to get a hold of Mike, man. Guess what kind of guests he has coming on. So you got to let it out, man, because you're the one who booked this guest on the Mike and Hollywood show. I'm Who's not here. I'm not here to outshine the president. I wasn't even going to say nothing. I appreciate it. Uh, we have Frankie Loyal this Sunday, guys. He is um, <clears throat> one of the lead, you know, roles, characters of the Mayans. And um, that I, he's a really good friend of mine and somebody that is, you know, wanting to come onto the show. And, you know, I think that's totally rad. And, and I'm very, you know, stoked that he's willing to hang out with us and have a good chat. It's going to be a good oh, time. My God, man, you, you've been killing it, man. Uh, like uh, Mickey Loco last week and now... You got uh, him coming on the show next week. I yep. think we're becoming kind of popular on the radio for this kind of stuff, aren't we? Yeah, well, I think I think you started that and uh, just generously kind of like handed that to me. But yeah, kind of a little bit. Yeah, oh, man, it's going to be. How do you think he's going to hang with Hollywood, man? He might be actually a little shocked, but he, he'll be shocked at first. But then I think, trust me, I've been out to dinner with him. He is one of the greatest dudes. He's a, he's a funny character you'll love him you know what i mean he's, he's a good dude he's a super good dude 
Next but, time he sees you, he's gonna dot your eyes saying, "What the?" Oh hell no! Trust me. Trust me. He will. He's gonna be like, "Dude, what the heck? Are you signing me up for this? You know, like, <laughs> tell me this was gonna be professional." You know, I am professional. I am a little bit. That's right. That's right. We got to keep it interesting. You know, yeah, you got to keep it interesting. If not, they get bored on the radio. See, the radio is a whole different thing than this YouTube stuff. And that's something we were actually just talking about that that's a little bit different that people actually don't really, you know, put into consideration is, you know, you, you actually designed this whole thing from the radio and then to YouTube. So that's something mm -hmm. that people don't necessarily know completely about the show is that it's not just a YouTube platform or my platform or any of that. It's It's actually international with the actual radio station as well. So you know, it's the reach is uh, immense and we're able to get the message out to you guys. And, you know, this guest that we have today, I mean, the national director, he's this is a, an amazing uh, opportunity for us to get some really good information. I mean, this 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 man has been a, he is a lifetime member of Abate of New York. Um, he was the president of the Long Island chapter. He also founded the Long Island Abate Incorporated in 2014. Um, like there's, there's, he's, he's got this list of accolades that would take me forever to sit here and tell you guys, and I'll let him, uh, specifically speak on himself, but it's, it's you amazing. What, man, you know what, Mike, before I forget, you got to give China Dow her accolades, man. Cause she was doing like housewife crap today, man. Yeah, All that's right. I heard you saying that. That's she, it's awesome. She, she cleaned the studio. Uh, the only thing I was missing was the fishnet freaking uh, nylons, dude. I like fucking get hot and bothered when a woman wears nylons. My goodness gracious. But uh, she worked her ass off. Man. She told me that she wasn't she was going to clean the entire studio, but she was not going to touch those buttons over there that you got over to your left. Oh, she, no. She was dude. like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I ain't touching none of this. I'll clean all of this, but I ain't touching none of the radio stuff. You know what? I got to get her a pair of those bunny ears, man. That way, next time she cleans, you know, we can get a shorter of her and stuff like that. She, she looking hot, man. There she you go. Her, letting her hair grow and stuff like that. And that's a good thing. That's I see her popping off on TikTok, too. That's a good thing. She's oh, look at that, man. Uh, yeah, she's really getting into this stuff. I think she's doing good uh, when she has to cover for my dumb ass when I'm at work. She's, she's done. She actually really impressed. And that's really another thing I got to give her, her accolades about is coming on and doing a show in the morning for an entire hour by herself is not an easy task. You know, people think that this, this stuff is easy. It's not as easy as it looks, you know, oh, this stuff no. is, is, especially when you're coming out and talking to you. Oh man, this, this is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel that way you you always worry Me? about what the hell i'm gonna say next? no now luckily I, i'm i'm one of the few i think of my generation that can actually like handle it you know so i i actually enjoy it to me it's it's pure humor it happens it, it happens. happens but most uh people your generation would cry uh well that's Probably they were going to be like, you know what? Did he really mean that when he said that to me? Should I call him and ask him if, he, if we're okay? You know, like this is yeah. so weird. You know, people are so touchy nowadays. And Jason, uh, China did this out of nowhere, man. She actually didn't do anything. I'm so very happy, man. You know, as she gets older, maybe she's understanding. Hey, man, women, this is what they were made for to serve their man. I, You're I too much. 
And you understand what I'm saying, Mike. That's just like when you get off of the air right now, you're going to go to your old lady and say, hey, make me a sandwich. I'm hungry. Or, that's it. That's uh, I'm just hungry, you know. But usually it's, it's, it's already there, you know, because she knows that I, for me, it's 5 p.m. PST over here on the, you know, West Coast, the best coast, you know, but she knows I get off around six. So dinner is usually on the on the table at six. And that's just expected of a good woman. Uh, that's what makes a good woman. You have dinner for your man ready. And she does. She, I have to admit, she has the meal ready. I just wish she'd get in some nice freaking fishnet nylons or something like that, high heels, and I'd be happy. So uh, you'll accept the nachos and the, and the you know, nylons and stuff. Nachos oh, is not a, you told me nachos is not a dinner plate no nachos ain't a dinner uh, trust me but no she's been making some good freaking uh what is it tacos and burritos whatever the hell it is today she uh you know i used to make fun of her i used to call it dog food but uh you know mashed potatoes and that chunky soup over it she did pretty good damn it she oh did. my goodness yes. that's way funny that's great that's great great it news is. It is. So I'm going to have to uh, ask our guest, Jim Barr, again, uh, the National Council of Independent Writers. That's right. Uh, when he comes in, what he feels, and I'm going to put him on the spot, man. You know, I have to do this with the guest. Hey, but it happens. What, what he has to say to his old lady to get her to cook and clean. Okay. You know, uh, me, I like having fun, especially when I'm in one of these moods. Oh, my God, you're screwed. Anyway. I'm in one of the, I'm feeling it today, man. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on the air live. So we're going to bring in uh, Jim and uh, we're going to talk about uh, this National Council of Independent Writers, which is affiliated with the MPP with double D, baby, double D out of the MPP. Let's bring him in. Hey, how you doing, Jim? You're on the air. Hey, you guys. How you doing? I'm doing oh, wow. good. I'm doing good. No. <laughs> the accents, we we need to, we, we got the accent levels here that are two totally like opposite sides of the spectrum. We've got the Chicago accent and we've got the New York accent. So this is going to be fun. I mean, this is hard for me to like even, you know, comprehend you guys. So it'll be fun. <laughs> I bet it will, man. So, Jim, you are the director of the National Council of Independent Writers. Before we get into that, what is a good woman to you? Well, I'm married 43 years, and I got no complaints. She's not here, so she's not even going to hear me compliment her. She's taking the grandkids home. But she makes me nacho platters three or four nights a week at my request. I know you don't think it's a good meal. It's my favorite meal. <laughs> And then the other nights it's chili or hamburgers. Hey, Mike, oh she cooks every night and she cooks what I want. And then she cooks her fancy stuff with going in the garden and picking or dirt, you know, uh, whatever the parsley things that you put in that and stuff. And this is radical. For herself, but she makes me my nachos. Hey, Mike, <laughs> why is it I hear something like a whip going uh, by my. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I'm just asking. That's what I hear, man. You know, it's hey, coming out. Uh, but uh, it's a long it, time to be together. 
That's it a is. Man. 43 years. That's a God bless right there, man. That's Absolutely. a ride. You ask me. Uh, so Jim, uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, just like, uh, everybody else is in here is confused. Why do independent riders need a national council? So they're confused. The hell, who the hell are you? All right. Well, the, are you familiar with the U S defenders program that used to exist? Um, it was the Texas defenders. And then it went so well in Texas that they expanded it on a national level. They called it the U S defenders program. And then they realized that the, the numbers are really in the independence. It was an MC um, program, but the numbers are with the independence. So they opened up a core division. They called it a coalition of independent riders under the U.S. Defenders program. So I got hooked on that back in like 2011, I believe. And I went to the, the guys that were promoting it out of Texas and I worked with Paul Paul Landers with it. And I says, you know, how can I get this going up in Long Island in New York? And he, um, he, he was like a mentor to me and he, he advised me and what I had to do, but I hit roadblocks up in New York. Um, they just didn't want a program like that, uh, politic wise. So it took a few years, but Paul continued to work with me. I continued to work with the locals, uh, people on the Island here. And in 2014, was successful in getting the green light on Long Island to open up uh, New York Corps. So it was the New York Coalition of Independent Riders underneath the U.S. Defenders Program. And it was going fantastic. We had the MCs involved. They were also supportive of it. And then, unfortunately, um, May 17th, 2015, uh, what took place in Waco, it, it sort of put a blanket over the U.S. Defenders Program. So it went by the wayside and the, the core, the coalition of independent uh, divisions that existed around the, the country, they were really on their own. They didn't have a parent organization to uh, network them together or to give them any advice or guidance. So it went away. It went away. <clears throat> so now I'm involved with multiple abates across the country. I'm involved with the MRF, um, involved with the MPP. And trying to we all try to um network and lobby and ask about how can we um get the word out further you know the mrf does a phenomenal job on a national level the uh the mros in their states they do great but they're only reaching their own members so my opinion was that the uh, the core program that existed under defenders was a great tool to spread word nationally to people who aren't in their MROs. So I contacted Paul Landis and I said, do you think I can get permission to utilize CORE, C-O-I-R? And he said, yes. He, you know, he got back to me and says, yes, it's yours. You can do what you want with it. So it already had somewhat of a you know, uh, history. So I wanted to try to build on that instead of starting from scratch. And then we talked about it for several months. And then we came up with, well, the coalition, uh, National Coalition of Motorcyclists, you know, they, they had whatever, with, uh, let's, the National Council of Clubs, they changed their coalition word to council. So I figured, well, that might be a good thing. We could still use core and we can turn it into council instead of coalition. Now, Nothing could ever be said for any reason about utilizing the same core and now also not taking over from the core chapters that exist around the country. They're the coalition. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. So starting from scratch 
And I said, all right, let's do it this way. I went to Double D at the MPP and I says, listen, me and Paul were talking about an idea at which Double D knew we were talking about it. He was giving input at the same time. And the three of us together said, all right, what's the best way to do this? So we figured if we go under the, through the MPP, it would bring some credibility to it. You know, you can't have some guy over in Long Island saying, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. No one's going to know the person. They're not, there's no credibility built in. So with the MPP, they embrace. Let me, uh, let me stop you there for a minute. Yeah. MPP, everybody, is the Motorcycle Profiling Project. Then, of course, you got the MRO, which is the Motorcycle Rights Organization. And then, of course, you got ABATE, which uh, Hollywood over the last couple of years has kind of had a falling out of the ABATE way of Just thinking. a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, and one of the major reasons is those that haven't been around the scene, you know, as long as I have, you know, guys like me remember ABATE when they actually fought for things uh, against profiling and, of course, the helmet stuff, not about the, you know, grass clippings on the damn street. That's why I'm kind of happy about this Council of Independent Writers and where it's going to go. But uh, here's a little bit more about it so you get a better idea. Hi, this is Jim Baugh from the National Council of Independent Writers, inviting you to check out our website at nationalcore.org. While you're there, you can learn all about our organization, as well as register your email address so that we can keep you apprised of motorcycle legislation in your state. Please also go to our Facebook page at National Council of Independent Writers and like and follow it. Thank you very much. Ah, man, he's doing good for that video stuff. Hey, oh, no problem, China Dow. Now you say you thank me, but now go ahead and some freaking nylons. I'll get excited. Anyway, go ahead, Jim. Uh, tell me a little bit more. All right, so I went to Double D and says, hey, you know, can MPP embrace this? And he said, absolutely. And Double D recognizes that the numbers are in the independence, and he's been wanting to do something for the independent community. So um, it was decided that, It'll be a separate division out of the MPP. I'll be the director, and but it's not governed by the MPP. Um, it's um, it's independent. It's I'm an independent, and it's being ran by an independent, but with the assistance of the MPP. And what a lot of people don't understand is independent bikers, riders, they make up the majority in the scene. You know, a lot of guys that are in clubs and stuff like that, everybody looks at clubs and, but it's true that independents are the majority. A lot of the profiling that goes on doesn't go on against clubs. It goes up against uh, independent bikers. Well, that's right. And the majority is very much the independent rider. And I think it's, I mean, I forget what the actual number is. I think I did see a study or some weird number, but it's like 95% of people are like independents, you know what I mean? So that's a vast majority. Yeah. There's nearly 9 million registered independent uh, motorcyclists. So you have more than 8 million independents that they're not getting any information. They can't turn on, turn on channel seven or channel five and learn about uh, E15 gas that they're putting in the, you know, in the fuel, you know, that your motorcycle is not going to be able to operate with. You're going to you know, ruin your warranty. So there's information that the MROs are getting out to their members, but it's not reaching all of the independents. So the purpose of the, the sole purpose of core, national core, 
is to help take the message from the MRF, from the MROs, from the NCOC, anywhere we can gather information that's important to motorcyclists and help spread it even further. That's the, like that's that. the sole purpose of it. So you essentially take everything from basically all sources, get all your information, and then you're able to vastly distribute it throughout the independent riders community, you know, the, the community throughout, which is, it seems like a, a, a genius way to get the, the obvious word out. It doesn't seem like anybody's really stepped into that space. So it's really good. Something like this, this seems radical. This is awesome. Well, it's, you know, like I said, there's more than 8 million of them out there that don't have any info. So we approached the Motorcycle Riders Foundation, the MRF, and explained what we want to do. And they've embraced us fully. And they said, sure, because nobody's looking to um, possess the information or, you know, be in, in charge of it and only share it to a small amount. If you have information that's helpful, you want to get it as far as you can. So that's the reason that we, we want to bring people to our website. It's nationalcore.org. And if they register, it's free of charge. We're volunteers. Nobody has any, there's no money that comes into the organization. There's no fees. There's no dues. Um, it's just a grassroots effort to try to build a database to disseminate information. So if people go to the website and register, all they got to, they don't even have to put their name and address if they don't want to. Um, but we want their email, their state, and their zip code. So we can keep them apprised of something that's taking place in their area. Something's going on in Illinois. We're gonna, we want to send an email to the people in, the, in our registry in Illinois only. Something's in Alabama, we'll send it there. Something's going on with the MRF and they want a call to action on a national level. We want to send it to our entire list. So well, you know what's uh, funny? You bring up E85. I think that's what you were talking about, E85. And, uh, you know, I don't think you should be talking to Mike about that because Mike's one of them, uh, new age people. And I had, yeah, right. I got proof right here. I got proof. Hey Mike, so you're going to show us how, uh, to fill up your water powered car. Yes, this is a hydrogen car guys. So we're going to fill this up. This thing is ready. Let's go ahead and show you guys. So we're, we're going to actually get H70. You got H70M. You're going to get H70 for this car. So let's go ahead and get this. That's what it looks like. So we'll plug this in first. What in the hell is that? Yeah, that's a that's a crazy system right there, you know. And, and at the end of the video, I even show the engine bay. It's just pure hoses, you know. It's very so that's a water powered car. Now it's okay. So the joke is, I mean, it's hydrogen, okay? But by the Water is a byproduct of hydrogen, so that was the joke. But hydrogen, it's it's definitely. Uh, let me just say, not efficient. Okay, that that weird video went ultra viral on my YouTube and my Facebook. On my Facebook, it's already got like half a million views. You know, overnight. You know, very weird. But oh, so you're doing clickbait? Let me let me say something. That <laughs> hydrogen, it's really not efficient, man. It's thirty. $4 or $36 per kilogram of, of hydrogen. And it costs like $166 for 240 miles. That's it. That's wow. all you get for your entire tank. So That's it's, it's awesome. really terrible. You know, it's, it's, and there's only two pumps in a hundred mile radius of me in Southern California. 
So imagine well, if so you're in, like, imagine if you're in Wisconsin or something, you know what I mean? Guys like, are kind of flaky out in uh, California, I have to say that. Uh, but uh, E85, why should we worry about that, Jim? With the ethanol, you motorcycle, small engines can't run on the ethanol. So right now they put 10% ethanol into the, um, into the mixture, and we can get by on that. That's okay. But if they go to the F F E15, that's gonna you're gonna ruin your snowmobiles, your snow um uh whatever the snow blowers, you don't have them in California there. Mm. But um yeah, we don't deal with that wheels, uh motorcycles, lawnmowers, any kind of engine like that, it's not designed to run on it, and you're gonna avoid the warranty on your motorcycle. But they're working on it because all these uh politicians that live in the center of the country, they have they're raising corn for that purpose, so they want to get it into the pumps. So we want if we're going to get into pumps, we have to work really hard to get good labeling on the pumps and have self uh, freestanding pumps, not multi selection. Because you go somebody before you buys it, they put it in their car. Now you pick up the hose to put it in your motorcycle. That hose is full of that E15. Very right. I, I think I'm having that problem, Mike, with China Doll. She's actually pretty gassy. You know, she farts like a man. I wonder <laughs> if it's because she's taken down E85. Uh, well, shoot, maybe. I mean, you got to be upgrading, you know, into the at least the 90s. Come I'm on. telling you what, man, you don't want to feed that little thing any freaking beans, man. You don't, you give her Mexican what, food. God. What do you expect? That's a, it's a recipe for disaster. No, uh -uh. She, she walks into the bathroom. I, I was like, damn, is that a man in there? What the fuck? <laughs> Way to put China on blast. I love it. I love it. Uh, go ahead, Jim. We're having fun, man. I got to have fun. So so the point is we want to get the reach as far as we can. So people sign on the, you know, register on the uh, website. But also on, we got the Facebook going. It's the National Council of Independent Riders Facebook. We start, we just got it going a couple months ago. We got it up to about 1,850 um, followers at the moment. Um, and thank you to you. You are out there now. That's going to increase quite a bit, I'm sure. Um, but the point is to just try to disseminate information. That's our sole purpose. Not trying to own it, not trying to possess it, not trying to take credit for anything. We just want to take what the work that everyone else is doing and help them get the message out even further. Well, that sounds like a kick-ass organization right there. Uh, where do they join again? And again, this is a, a free thing, isn't it? It's absolutely free. And I just completed negotiations with an insurance company. Um, come January, anybody that does register on the Facebook, on the um, website, if they put their name and address, well, everybody's going to receive $3,500 accidental death and dismemberment insurance um, just by joining core. So, wow. um, it, and the only, see, we made it so you don't have to put your name and address because we understand everybody doesn't need it, uh, doesn't want to do it. And we don't really need it. We want to communicate on email. But unfortunately, with the insurance company, in order to provide this coverage, they do have to send a letter to them, um, you know, with a card that they have to fill out that they want it and mail back. So, but they can go to the, uh, register at the website, uh, nationalcore.org, that's C-O-I-R. Um, and then also to help get more information without getting bothered with emails, uh, like and follow the um, Facebook page, National Council of Independent Riders. And just so you know, I hate getting inundated with emails. So I'm going to be very selective on the emails that do go out 
So you're not going to get emails every day or every week, anything like that. It's only going to be when it's something that matters in your particular community. I don't know, man. He brought up that freaking death and dismemberment thing. Here I am screwing with China down on the air. I might need that. Hey, you, you I mean, trust accidental. me, I, I needed it. <laughs> Out of all people, I needed it. Come on, know. man. She might uh, dismember me tonight. You know, that's why I have to sleep in a different bedroom, dude, because I'm always worried that she's going to cut my throat. Dude, you never know. You got to lock the door and everything. You know, you have like trip, trip wires just in case and bells that ring and wake you up just in case she walks in. You know, I feel sorry for you because you're with a Latino man. But Latina. Dang, whatever. Uh, anyway, but uh, they're crazy enough as it is, man. But with China Doll, she got that bipolar shit. And it's not, you don't know which one she's, t you know, you're talking. Yeah, no, I got, I got 16 personalities back here too. I oh trust God, me. Man. Women are women. It's cool. I'm telling you, she was, uh, what was it on the madhouse the other day? She was talking about, uh, what is it? A woman or something wanting to kick over a bike or, uh, man, Oh I yeah, dude, I did hear about that. And I'm like, dude, it, to be comfortable enough to kick over an old man's bike like that. I don't, that they, I, I don't care. You know what? They always want to talk about this feminist movement. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Is what yeah, I'm you, want, you want to, you want to do an action like that. You, you know, that's, that's a pretty bold statement to do to somebody, you know, uh, like, let's see here on uh Canadian biker news, man. Uh, we got is E85 ethanol gas. I had that wreck and an intake gasket on an Evo. You want to take oh. that, Jim? We're going to take some questions uh, from the audience right now for Jim out of the Council of Independent Writers. He's on right now, WMMRDB Rockford. I'm going to give a shout out right now to Denmark. What's up, man? You Vikings over there, baby. And uh, we also got Australia. How you Australians loving your summer over there? Uh, it's going to get kicking at that biker news. I know that. But uh, E85, uh, he had an intake gasket on an Evo wreck by that, Jim. Yeah, well, E85, that would be different than the E15. The e E10 is how much the percentage of um, ethanol that's going into the gas. E85 is for those other vehicles with the different nozzle that you um, they run on by dual, two different fuels. E85 is, is different than the um, E15 fuel. Now, how far uh, involved are you getting into the biker rights type of uh, deal? Are you working more with uh, NCOM than you are as, say, uh, ABATE and stuff? Uh, well, we're not currently working with NCOM. Um, we're working with the NCOC, uh, and the MRF. Well, well, we used to call it NCOM. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but, uh, it's at, what is it now? NCOC? Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. The common NCOC. Yes. We're working. Right. With yeah. They're two, yeah. they're two separate things. Uh, one's the media arm and, uh, we got Shaggy in the house. He says, hello, Jim, you're doing good. You're hanging hey, with Oxwood. So that's uh, right. Pretty damn good. But uh, it, you know what it is? I really believe in the MPP and Double D. I really do. Uh, he's out there working his tail off and stuff. And it's kind of nice seeing that you're working with him. Yeah, there's actually a, a coalition together. We've we've uh, made an agreement. The uh, National Corps, NCOC, MPP, and the MRF. Uh, we have a... a a deal, you know, a, a, a pl you know, plan and we're sharing everything. We're working everything together. 
In fact, if I can give you an example, um, over here on Long Island, one of the motorcycle club members applied for a concealed carry, to, to applied for a gun permit. And after two and a half years, he got a letter that says that he has been denied due to poor moral character, due to his membership in an outlaw motorcycle gang. So he brought it to my attention. I said, let me see the document, the letters, and it's that's exactly what it did say. I contacted Double D immediately at the MPP. He wrote an appeal for the guy. He carried that message over to the NCOC. The NCOC jumped on board 100%. That message got then got carried to the MRF. The MRF jumped on 100%. We planned out a national media blitz against Suffolk County Police Department about the discrimination of a motorcyclist simply because of his membership in an organization. And the appeal that was submitted uh, but that, that Double D wrote was filed and um, the police department overruled their decision and it, um, it uh, approved, well, that, approved that's the application. Like, that's kind of like what happened down to Texas. Texas is awful when it came to a kid that was in the banditos. He was just going to school. He had a legal concealed carry and they busted him and they had to go through all the nonsense uh, but what is interesting is, like I said earlier, a lot of independent bikers, I don't know why you're not a part of something like this or even support it because you guys are the ones that get targeted by the profile and more than uh, club members do. It's definitely highlighted for us that we, you know, like club guys, you know, when, you know, that's usually kind of the thing. We'll film it and you'll see it. And obviously it gains traction because there's patches and that's what people are going to see. But naturally, the independent rider is what gets uh, targeted the most. So it's it's um, what I really do like what Jim was saying here is he wasn't just helping out somebody that is a person that is just a normal independent as well. He, he's also helped out somebody that's in a club too, you know? So these are, he's helping in kind of like an all around biker regard. I like that. Yeah, what I'm seeing is uh, Jim's bringing the independence uh, in line with what an MC has to go through. Right. And a lot of guys out there that, you know, aren't really hardcore into the lifestyle can't see just how bad profiling is until they get hit with it. And he's helping them to see it. Yeah. Well, with the MCs, they, they educate themselves. You know, they, they know what to say when they're pulled over. They know what to do. They know to ask if they're being detained or they're free to leave. Um, so they, they're educated on it because it's, you know, it happens to them so often. The, in the, most independents have no experience with that. You know, they don't, they get pulled over and they're like, Oh yeah, how you doing officer? You know, what can I do for you? Can I look in your saddlebags? Yeah, sure. I got nothing to hide. Like, so I think the independents are easier for cops to get information from where you're coming from. You know, it's none of their business where you're coming from, but most people are going to say, Oh, I just came from the bar. I just had one beer. And Oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to a clubhouse to a party. Oh, what clubhouse? Who's there? So that might be why the independents are getting uh, profiled so much. I think the, the police get more information out of an independent. And, and I'm not saying that the independents are out there ratting out anybody, but they're just no. naive. They, they don't know. You know. So they're just like, oh, the guy's being nice. I'll answer his questions. 
where the motorcycle club members, they know better. They know that the cops aren't being nice. They're just fishing for something. They're playing, they're playing that game. They're fishing totally. They're waiting and trying to get something right. from you. And then, yeah. It's and totally how, how is the National Coalition or National Council of Independent Writers educating them on profiling? Right now, we haven't done any seminars or anything like that. But we we know the info. Now we need, we're trying, I'm trying to get reps across the country. You know, let's get at least a rep in every state. Right now we have 26 states that have somebody in it that's receiving the information. If we can get a rep in every state and then we turn around, we get a rep in every county in every state and we just build a network across the whole country. Now, as we gain information, it can get disseminated to multiple people that can show it to a handful of people as opposed to, you know, Trying to reach everybody in one shot, you can't do it. You have to build a database, you know, an army across the uh, the country. But as we get more information, we're going to be bringing that information to the members, without a doubt. Well, I'm also a guest speaker. I'm also a guest speaker. I gladly go to any organizations and educate any information that I happen to be aware of. And there's a lot of other people, you know, around the country that are doing the same things. But we have to get a communication system established in order to get that information out. Now, you're going to have a lot of this, and I'll ask the question because I know it's going to be splattered all over uh, the videos and stuff like that. If And this would be coming from, you know, this ain't come. I already know the answer, but uh, to them, they're going to say, well, you're the uh, independent writers or a council of independent writers why do you have to play the politics with the motorcycle clubs if you're your own organization? And I know that's going to come up. It's imperative that everybody work together. Most of the, well, I don't know about, I don't know the percentage, but you have COCs around the country, which, as you know, a council of clubs. Many of those council of clubs have expanded to improve, to include independence. So now you have COC and I's, you know, council of clubs and independence. And I've constantly been lobbying for that locally. Over here, when we were Long Island debate, we used to go and we used to meet with 63 motorcycle clubs um, and give them a present. Like I used to be a guest speaker and update them on everything that's taken place on Long Island. It's imperative for independents and club members to coexist, to work together, as well as well, my strong belief. The MCs out there need to, you know, I love NCOC. Because it gives out the opportunity for all anybody with a different um, different perspective to come to this together to at least communicate on common things and then go home and then do whatever you want to do. But they, it's imperative that everybody communicate, share the messages amongst each other and work together. We both have common enemies. It's the politicians, the politicians, and they use the law enforcement to get what they want. So there's the so there's the answer, everybody. So don't spam my damn freaking uh <laughs> channel. Yeah, we don't we don't need the the extra comments on that. But I want to thank Steve for the donation of it. Thanks, Steve. That's yeah, awesome. Welcome, welcome. Appreciate that over there. You know, I, I had to ask that question because maybe these uh, some of these schlucks that are haters uh, will get the point there because that's going to be the one question I know that was going to come down on this one. Uh, but uh, I support the organization fully, National Council of Independent Writers. I think it's a, a damn good thing that you're doing, and uh, you got a lot of credibility 
uh, working with uh, Double D over at MPP as well as NCOC. So you're going to have a lot of people that is going to trust you uh, because you are with uh, some of the heavyweights uh, within biker rights. No, we, we see the accolades for sure. You know, the, I, I remember just going on briefly just to briefly, you know, go over and see your history and your accolades are amazing. You know, going through a lifetime member of AB, all the different things that you've done. Like I said, it would take me forever to like list everything, but it's, it's somebody, at least we got somebody here that it's not like, you know, brand new to the scene, you know, hasn't somebody came off on the internet with this is a legit right that has insane throttles backing 100 percent hi i'm jim ball from national council of independent writers inviting you to visit our website at nationalcore.org where you can find out more information about our organization while you're there you could also register your email address with us and then we'll keep you apprised of motorcycle legislation taking place in your area and you can also follow us on facebook at National Council of Independent Writers. Please like, follow, and share it. Thank you very much. What do you think about the night uh, with a lot of naive people that they just say, hey, this is just a made-up thing in our heads, you know, it don't happen, when I usually come back and say, yeah, you know, it didn't happen to you until it did. What, profiling? Yeah. Yeah, profiling is always going to occur. Always going to occur. And it's 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 there. It's always going to be there. And they get they're always going to want a bigger fish. So they're always going to grab whoever they can, the easy pickings. And especially it's so easy to pull us over. I don't know about you, your state, but my state, you're not allowed to modify your exhaust. You know, I don't know many people that have stock exhaust on their motorcycles. So that's an easy ticket, right? Or it's an easy excuse, probable cause to pull you over to go fishing. It's yep. always going to be taking place. They were doing motorcycle only checkpoints in New York. Uh, uh, New York state troopers were doing it and then Suffolk on, on Long Island. So we got it stopped back in 2006. Um, then they get another police commissioner comes in. We, we meet with them. We go to the public service, the, the public, um, legislative committee and uh i can't think of the public what anyway um and we get them stopped and but we fill a place you know with motorcyclists and say we're being profiled and you explain it to the politicians that you were pulled over on a motorcycle simply because you were traveling on a highway and Mm -hmm. there was no probable cause but there was a big sign all motorcycles must exit and be inspected and go through all the paperwork most people, when you bring that to their attention, they're like, oh, that's not right. Of course it's not right. So we, we've killed it on Long Island um, three separate times. Every time we get a new police commissioner, they'll, they'll implement it or something. So we, we stop it. But it's taking place everywhere. The, last I knew, there was nine states that have a law that says you're not allowed to. Um, with the Motorcycle Riders Foundation, we went down to um, Washington, D.C., and was successful in lobbying to get NHTSA to stop, to, to not be allowed to put grant funding to any states to use for motorcycle-only checkpoints, because specifically New York was doing that. They were getting grant money to do the checkpoints. So the Motorcycle Riders Foundation was instrumental in getting the, the money to cease. So that really put a stop to a lot of it. So they're not doing special um, s- setups to do it. 
but the individual fleet uh, people still doing it. Now, Steve has a question for you, Jim. What got you involved with uh, really wanting to get into this type of movement? Um, probably my personality about not liking bullies. Like if, like I was a union rep when I was 21 years old, uh, 20, 22 years old, I got a job and they did something wrong. I went to the union rep. He said, I oh, don't make waves. You know, he was bought and paid for by the union, uh, by management. So like I, it, I got pissed off. I got involved in that. I became a unit president. Then I became vice president for 7,700 members. And just fighting just to get fairness. And that's all I ever want is fairness. Same thing now riding a motorcycle. I'm getting pulled over because I'm on a motorcycle. And like, you know, this is bullshit. You can't pull me over for this. And they say, oh, yes, we can. So I went searching, like, how do we get people to unite? And I found out about Long Island, um, Eastern Abate, it was called at the time. And I found out about that. I joined that. And there was other people that were pissed off about being discriminated. So joined, you know, got involved in that. And then uh, joined up with New York State and then left New York State so we can expand on Long Island, got that going, found out about the M. I wanted to build like a USA, United States abate, in order to network all the abates around the country so that they can communicate. And I don't mean build it so like I'd be in charge of it. I just wanted to talk them into doing it and make their own council, like the president from every abate in the country, just talk every three months and work together and network. Then I learned about the MRF and I said, oh, they're basically doing something similar to that. It's not exactly what I had in mind, but they're doing they're networking the MROs. So that was good. So then I just started looking for where's the what else is missing? Like who's not doing something that needs to get done? And I don't want to repeat what I said before, but it's about, oh, there's eight million people out there that aren't getting a message. So let's try this. Well, what would you say uh, to somebody? And I, you know, I think about this all the time. Uh, the younger kids are really not into the, our organizations that we believed in, like ABAID, NCOM, all that kind of stuff. And they seem oblivious to everything that's going on. How do you get them involved in this? You're absolutely right. And that's a key thing that we have to figure out. Um, I, I'm glad you said it because I want to say that the core is open to all two-wheel, three-wheel motorcycles, any brand, any model, any size. It's irrelevant. Do you, do you do you ride a motorcycle? Do you care about motorcyclists? It's open to you. And we want to definitely reach out, especially the sport bike riders that, you know, that seem to just be on their own and riding alone. I think that's where... The MROs aren't bringing them in, and it's not the MRO's fault. It's the ind most individuals out there, they don't want to be tied into a meeting or dues or this. They just want to do what they're doing. I think this is an opportunity to reach a, a percentage of them. Listen, there's no meetings. There's no dues. You don't have to just give me your email. That's all you got to do. And if you get an email that says, hey, the state capital is going to be voting on this and it's going to take away motorcyclists, it's going to take away a combustion engine on your motorcycle, and you're going to be forced to uh, ride an electric bike, I just want you to send an email to the, to the address that I'm going to put in that email to lobby that legislator. That's all I'm asking. So how many people can say, no, I can't do that? It's so, right. But it's just going to be a matter of actually reach. I've, had, I've never had anybody say no. It's just a matter of how many people can you reach to get the message across to them. 
we're not looking Fair. to put anybody out or put any burden on anybody. No, that's well, that, it's very that's, true. It's how it gets out. That's been a major problem is trying to get the younger ones uh, involved in these type of uh, uh, movements out there. And it's only there to help them. And it's hard to get through their thick skulls. Yes, that's what it is. It's kind of, I think it's hard. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it was the same way when you guys were kids too, but maybe we just, I don't know, we have our own ways, you know? And so <laughs> they want to well, run in their own, you know, their own show. It, you know, you, you younger ones are freaking schlucks. But uh -huh. uh, <laughs> I do agree with that. I do agree with it. But one strategy I think is you can't, it's very difficult to get them. A hundred percent. I agree. But if you could find one individual in an organization that you can spend some time and educate them on and get them hooked, now hopefully they can go back and get their whole crew, you know, to understand it. Um, it's it's hard to go into a room, you know, with 30 guys and say, hey, guys, everybody's got to do this, this, you know. But if you can get a one guy to believe in what you're doing, now he can go and sell it to the rest of them. Yeah, but I'm searching for any information, any advice, any suggestions, because it's going to be very difficult to get the younger they are, the more difficult it's going to be. I mean, I was 40 years old before I got a driver's uh, motorcycle license, you know, just on spike. Like, I don't give a damn. I ain't yeah, driving, riding dirty for 20 some odd years or something more, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I understand, you know, when you're younger, like you don't want to conform to things, but, um, but there's no burden. There's no obligations to this. So I, I think we have a better chance than an MRO has to enlist people to be able to communicate with them. Well, like what I do, like what, what you said about what, the, uh, what do you think about what Shaggy uh, you to go, Mike, after this? Uh, what do you think about what Shaggy said that the MROs used to be at all the events, all the bike rallies and parties, but you don't see them anymore. Most people don't even know who they are anymore. Well, the memberships is declining quite a bit, a real lot. You know, Abated New York, I, I'm not putting them down. Um, they used to have 25 um, chapters across the state. Now, oh, you know, yeah. it's much less. It's And it's not just Abated New York. It's Abates across the country. They're losing their memberships. And a lot of it's aging out. You know, most I'm 60 years old, you know, or 61 um, is, is it they're aging out or is they're not doing what a lot of people thought that they were about? I can't speak to that. I don't know. And there's no one answer for that. There's there's differences. You know, one thing I, I, I really I don't like hearing from anybody is, oh, I ain't joining a bait. A bait's no good. 20 years ago, they did this. They pissed me off. Well, no, a bait didn't piss you off. An individual in an organization at the time pissed you off. It wasn't a bait that pissed you off. So a bait is a, a, um, a needed entity. It's, it's an organization that people should belong to. If you don't like what an individual is saying, well, counter it or go against them. Well, you know, run against them. But it's not an organization that's bad. It's an, and it, a good or bad is your perspective. You know, it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Um, but if an organization is not doing the right thing, put other people in it. And if somebody did something that slighted somebody, the organization didn't do it. It was a person. Well, as the uh, you have to admit, the organization as a whole has gotten away from a lot of the principles that it used to, you know, it went, you know, started off of. Well, if you're talking about like in the late 60s, early 70s, when it was. Uh, well, we're not even talking about that, man. We're talking about 90s, early 2000s when. 
uh they were out there in the spotlight trying to fight against uh profiling uh fighting for bikers rights and then you had this change within the scene that brought about uh let's just say different personalities that well wait a second uh law enforcement they're not our enemies you know they're our friends when you know a lot of my friends were pushed down in the dirt head first just because they were a greasy grimy biker and uh it went from that kind of biker rights to uh more of the grass clippings well it evolved and i don't think it's the motorcycle rights organization's fault i think it's the um the users of the you know the community members of the motorcycle community you know we used to build our own bikes we used to you know i used to lose parts before i got home you know three parts um and we would fight for things more and there was less um the, the police were less equipped to stop us let's say um now you evolve people make more money people get uh buy motorcycles that you actually hit a button and it starts and it you get a more type uh different type person who now they already spent 20 years in a job profession the kids are raised now they want to get a bike they don't have the same um whatever we had to fight for everything we can get they um they're more comfortable they're not looking to start anything you know not looking to make waves so but that's not just the mlos that's the motorcycle community as a whole and it's and it's and it's aging out and it's one thing i want to get before we run out of time is i believe in mlos 100 um and if you go to the website long island um i'm so long long island Bay. um if you go to nationalcore.org on the website on the top there's a thing that says mro contacts and if you click on that it's a listing of every mro that i'm aware of in the united states including the two national uh, american uh, american uh the uh, aaa uh you got a AMA, AMA, AMA. i'm sorry i'm thinking yeah, yeah. AA. the ama american motorcycle association and the mrf so um it's imperative we want people to join their local mros still join national core for free and get information here but join your local mros also to strengthen your local mro the stronger they get the stronger the whole community gets as a younger person, Mike, uh, you're what, 28? I'm 28, yeah. You're 28 now, huh? Yes, sir. You're 28 with half a, a leg. But anyway. That's right. uh, Out of it. What are you looking for as well, far it's... as a younger kid with these organizations? Or do you think the younger kids aren't interested in it? I don't know if it's necessarily if they don't want to get you know, involved or anything. I think a lot of it is skeptical, you know, because everything I feel like it nowadays, everything is almost like a scam just to get your money. And um, <clears throat> there's a lot of things out there that claim that they're going to help the motorcycles, you know, the, the, in, us as individuals, but then they don't, you know, um, there's, so what I'm going to hand you over 50, 60 bucks a month or whatever it is, you know, for you to what essentially line your pocket with it or what do you, or exactly what you're talking about? Like what you're going to fight over glass or grass clippings. Like we have so many different things that we could be discussing and fighting for, but we're worried about this. Um, I think that's probably 
the most skeptical part is, is people are, you know, everything is a scam nowadays. Everything, every phone call you get, every text message, everything is a scam. So everyone's on, on you know, this, you know, we're trying to figure out who's even legit at this point. Now, how what I like what he I'm said. Not, how do we get the younger ones to believe in a cause like this? Well, doing exactly what this man just did coming out on a, a, a show like this. And second of all, he didn't say that you need to put in your, your, your house address. You need to put in this. If you just sign up the email, I mean, what he said was what I actually, what I take away from this whole thing. And I really enjoyed that. He said, this is, I don't like sending emails. I don't like messing with them. So if I send you one, it's important. You know what I mean? Like I, it, it really means something if I send it to you. So I like that because, you know, you sign up for one thing on a newsletter and you get like a million in, in a week. And it's like, man, I'm, I'm not keeping up with any of this crap on email. But when when he brings it up like that, it's definitely more enticing. Now, Douche Canoe uh, said this, and it's a very interesting statement, Jim. Uh, as a director of the National Cola Council of Independent Writers, he uh, says... Uh, and I wonder if you agree with this. Part of it is something Hollywood has discussed. Younger generation is interested in bikes for transportation, not the lifestyle. So they're not passionate about the issues. Do you agree with that? I agree completely. And I would go one step further, not even just transportation. I would go with, like people that want to ride on a weekend on a nice Sunday. Like they're not passionate about it. They have other things. They might have a boat. They you know might be doing other things. But they're like, oh, I have a nice motorcycle in the garage. It's a beautiful day. Let me go for a ride. So if there's crummy roads, you know, potholes and stuff, it's not as important to them because they're not riding it every day. They're not right. basing their life around their motorcycle. They're using, utilizing it like they would a snowmobile on occasions. Mm -hmm. uh, China Dow, good one. Uh, I enjoy the back of the bike just where a woman should be. Uh, just saying those, uh, through these councils or initial things need to have women on board. Don't you think? Absolutely. 100%. Um, just signed a woman on board to a representative down in New Mexico, one over in Wisconsin, um, and, uh, one up in upstate New York. She just became, uh, Karen Leonard. She's the, she agreed to be the legislative officer for the national council of independent riders. Karen's a former member of the NCOM a national coalition of motorcyclists um, legislative task force. She's got a long history with debate in New York. Um, women are 100% welcomed in. But I will tell you, on Facebook, we have um, 1,800 and uh, 1,800 yeah, changes. Uh, you know what? You know what? 24% you... are women. 76% are men. But yes, you... women are encouraged. Can you hold that thought, Jim? And this does not involve Jim whatsoever. Uh, this kind of got to me right here. And again, this has nothing to do with Jim. There's, uh, Kale, there's been times we're leaving COC and we're getting shot at. And I just got to say straight up bullshit, man. There's no way. There's no way. That, that would have been made news. It would have, it would have been shown. There's no I'm way. Not, there's too many eyes. Call anybody. I'm not calling anybody anything, but you know what? The COC is dedicated to what? its purpose is for what happens outside of the coc that it has nothing to do with them nothing at all and that alliance of lawn biden bikers uh that cop crap 
is the ones who push that crap that tells all their little police and firefighters and EMTs and places like Iron Legacy that that's what the COC is about. They are not about that shit. Go ahead, Jim. That kind of basically, I, I, women are very encouraged to get involved with this. Um, I would say on our Facebook, we have 24% women, 76% men. But just three uh, appointments have just been made to women, you know, in a in their, their leaders in their state that are going to carry this message. That's really right. cool to hear. I like that. Rock and roll, man. You know, that is a great uh, organization right there. And like Shaggy said, that late 90s yeah. were a whole different freaking era, man. But the COC is not like that anymore. Uh, yeah, you had some uh, rebel rousers uh, go in over at Waco Twin Peaks, but that had nothing to do with the COC. That was something totally different. And I don't want to take away from uh, Jim's uh, message there. But, uh, you know, I'm a huge backer of COC. So, you know, when something and I'm not calling anybody a liar, Cal, I'm just saying, you know, not the ones that I know, not the ones that I know. But I'm going to give you a little uh, again, look at Jim's organization. Hi, this is Jim Barr from the National Council of Independent Writers, inviting you to check out our website at nationalcore.org. While you're there, you can learn all about our organization as well as register your email address so that we can keep you apprised of motorcycle legislation in your state. Please also go to our Facebook page at National Council of Independent Writers and like and follow it. Thank you very much. I'm telling you what, Jim got good in that second one, man. <laughs> that he did. I love it. I love it. He, he... We don't usually have a lot of videos like this to be able to play for our guests, so it's awesome. Well, I'm going to give uh, Jim uh, his last word out there that me and Mike's going to be talking about some stuff. Uh, but go ahead, give the pitch there, Jim. Uh, first, I'd like to thank you both very much. I really appreciate the opportunity to help get this message out. Um, I, for everybody else out there, if you could please go to the website, nationalcore.org, and register your email address. Um, feel free to put more information if you like, but the email, state, and zip code um, so that we can keep you up to date when it's something pertinent in your specific area. And if you could also go to Facebook, it's um, National uh, Council of Independent Writers. If you could like and follow that page, that helps us get more momentum and get uh, more message out there without b bothering you with emails. Rock and roll, man. We appreciate having Jim on. I'll see you in the green room, Jim. Me and Mike's going to talk a little bit here, and then uh, I'll come back and talk to you. That's Thank right. you very much, guys. Appreciate both appreciate of you. Mikey, Mikey, motorcycle, man. Uh, you know what? That does kind of bug me. And again, I'm not going after anybody, but that's the same crap that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know the Alliance of uh, Law-Abiding Bikers. Mm -hmm. They're trying to set up a competing uh, type of deal uh, against the NCOM and stuff. And all they do is go out there and bash them, that they're all kinds of criminals, that uh, all they do is fight, uh, rape, pillage, murder, all that kind False of False propaganda. False, False propaganda. propaganda. And it does kind of bug me that uh, a lot of people believe that crap. Well, there's a reason why that, you know, we have a reputation up here rather than, you know, let's just say the comments are going to be really real. 
the reason why that we talk about anything on here is because we have confirmed it like three times fold. You know, uh, we don't we don't take something at you know face value. We don't take it as a you know we'll take it. You know, we'll take you as uh, the word you know just as is. But then we'll we'll do our own investigation. We'll make sure that the the correct information's out there. Now, now when people are putting. You, you, you told me there's like 300 freaking clubs in uh, Cali that are part of these, uh, you know, local. Sales. 300, 350 in the, you know, lo, lo, you know, Southern California. It's a lot. It's a lot About of clubs. 350 clubs in Southern California. And when they, they get together at a meeting, is there a shootout? <laughs> no, no, I've, I'm, I'm actually, I've been multiple times. Of course, myself, I've spoken at the COC here in Southern California myself. And um, it was the original COC of, of the United States, and I've been able to speak at it, and I've been blessed with that. Um, but it's it's kind of a bummer because they totally are against anything that that was just you know that comment right there. Like they are so against the idea of like people shooting each other, or fighting in front of their areas. It, they, like that's not okay by anybody. No one there would say that's acceptable. And the clubs would handle that situation on site right then and there. But there's no way. There's no way something like that happened without, you know, getting news out there. And then all of a sudden, you can't do anything without anything being filmed. That's 350 clubs. That's not people. Those are club members. That are clubs. So think about all the people that are there at the COC. You don't think there's one guy sitting there filming an altercation with a shot? You think we would have saw it by now? I think we're losing the propaganda war, if you ask me. It's hard. When, when it comes to law enforcement and also the media, because if you even look at, that's why I brought up that one comment or question uh, to Jim, because I know it's going to be in the damn comment section. I already know it's going to be right. there about, well, if you're independent writers, uh, why are you going and, uh, you know, sucking up the clubs. That's going to be the first freak. And those are most of the comments I delete all the time is because it's like, dude, are you an ignorant bastard or what? That's the problem is, is it's like as if we're on different sides, you know, of like complete spectrum. We're bikers, whether you're in a club or you're not. I mean, aren't you against, you know, getting profiled against the police? Like what, what's who wouldn't be against that? I mean, who, who would be against, like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. It, whether you're a club guy, whether you're an independent, it doesn't matter. You think well, that we would get together for something like this. Well, Cal, don't worry about that, man, because that is like the general consensus of the public. And I'm kind of uh, trying to put, I guess, the line uh, between what the Alliance of Law Abiding Biker is with that Ryan Erlacher over on his channel that preaches the biker revolution to all you guys. And sometimes it upsets me that you can't see, well, wait a second, this dude's an active freaking cop. And we're supposed to be bikers. They're supposed to be catching us, okay? That's their job. Right. And now we got bikers that are actually falling in line with them that tells me there's a big problem within the scene, Mike. Well, yeah, absolutely. But I, I was going to touch on it earlier. I kind of bit my tongue, but I'm going to say it now. The police are the ones that drew the line in the sand with us bikers. They're the ones that decided that. We didn't decide that. They're the ones saying, hey, you guys are the bad guys. We're going to profile you. I mean, I'm the, I got pulled over for doing three miles per hour over and ticketed. 
because I was wearing a well, it was it was you funny. I mean? And China Dow talked about this the other day. Uh, a cop came up in her work, and you know, she being the way she is, uh, you know, inquisitive, goes up and asks her. You know, is it true about motorcycle club members being profiled? And the answer of the cop was yes, because when we see somebody with a patch on, we think they're up to something. And this went to a, a civilian. OK, right. So cops do think about us that way. No, it's facts. It's facts. And it, and like I said, they, they drew the line in the sand. That's why I don't really feel bad for the situation. You know, if people want to fall in line with that, then Obviously, you're not really meant for, I guess, our world and in, in what we do in our personal lives. But, you know, it's it's it can be very frustrating because we're trying to show not only the good side, the real side of all these biker movements and everything that's positive. But there's so much out there that is leading the, the cause of just if it bleeds, it leads. Right. So people would way rather hear anything drama or anything bad rather than something good like this. And you know what, Cal, you're right. The informants and the agents are the ones that cause much of the issues. Tomorrow, I'll be doing a story coming out of Sonoma, California, about the Hells Angels, where they're claiming that uh, four bodies went missing because they put them in a crematorium. That's crap. That's freaking straight out of Sons of Anarchy, man. Come on, get out of here with that story. Where do they crap. come up with these stories? You well, know? it came out of an informant. Yeah. It came out of an informant. Yeah, they um, they just dropped something, you know, that but magically people, happened. You know what? People don't see the federal government as they are, especially when it comes to FBI, ATF. Uh, they're the most corrupt bastards around, and they fall for it. Yep. You know, that that's the famous thing I have to deal with all the time is, well, you know, they're gangs, 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 gangs. But they never have anything to say when I go up and say, okay, so this guy got busted for slinging some dope over here. But this cop got over here, and he was slinging dope twice as much and got busted. There's more cops busted than there is any 1% bikers. But they it's don't want to admit that. It's true. And it's funny. The, the police, man, they definitely... Um... They they think they can get away with the world, kind of, you know, and it's it just seems like it. It, it seems like they they just, you know, they, they think they're invincible and they can do whatever they want. And that includes kind of infiltrating our culture, you know, and not kind of they have. They actually full blown have, you know, infiltrated us to the deepest core, whether it be informants on, you know, on it could be on a simple Internet level to all the way to the cut or actually in a, in a club or an organization. There's informants everywhere. It's impossible to get around nowadays. It's terrible. You know what I always found, uh, I found funny is how does a rad informant, whatever that is, look at themselves in the mirror? It's like, you're not a man. You're a coward. Yeah. You got, you got in the game. You knew the consequences of the game. You lived off the reputation of the game. But when you get busted, you're a bitch. I've watched the hardest of the hardest fold. The people you would think that would never talk. The people that would never do it. And then on, they do. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's insane what people will do without, you know, when they're, they feel like they're in a tight situation. So they will start talking. 
You know, it's like, why are you talking? Get an attorney. Like, like, why are you talking to these guys? Like, I don't understand why it's so open for them to like, just, you know, what's friendly with the police. Like they're on your side or something. There is one thing that I'll put out there, but I can't give any information into it, but I know it. Uh, when I learned it, my freaking jaw dropped. All I have to say is George Christie was right. That's all I have to say. He was, he was right, man. Uh, oh boy. It, it amazes you. It really does amaze you at how people live off this, uh, deal, this reputation and stuff. And next thing you know, they're going and telling people that, uh, yeah, this club is hiding bodies and shit that it, it's so messed up. The story's messed up. Wait till you hear it tomorrow. It's like, wow, really? You stupid. It's already it, turning my stomach. It is. And, uh, but that bad stuff out of the side, we had a great uh, guest on today, Jim. Absolutely. I really think that people should go and uh, join up with this stuff. There's no obligation, man. Uh, they're pushing out the uh, stories of, not stories, but the laws that are trying to be passed. And that you need to get involved because you know what? Bikers have a big voting block. They really right. do. They showed that down in Texas when they got uh, Abel Reyna out of office. They just blew his ass out of there. So bikers do have the voting block to get in there. But uh, what do you got coming up next week, man? I know a lot of people are going to be excited for this one. Yeah, we got Frankie Loyal, guys, one of a good friend of mine. He is one of the lead roles of the Mayans M MC FX show. And uh, so it's going to be very fun to have him on. You know, he's he's a very fun guy. And I know that Hollywood's going to have a blast. He's going to try to make fun. And then, you know, he's going to go and banter back. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, I think he's, he's going to need it. He's going to probably need a Xanax by time. I don't about. know. I don't know. He's been on a crazy ass show so he's pretty he's, he's an actor so he hasn't been on hollywood shit that's yet. true, that's true. That, until you've done that you know that's not on the you, resume yet you haven't got baptism by fire until you're on this show that's, that's anyway right. guys and gals man we appreciate having you on and all that good stuff i'll see you for the madhouse uh tomorrow and also the Biker News. Right and now. that's it for a Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. Don't forget to visit us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and all major podcast platforms for all the replays 